0: Welcome to Revolution Solution, providing you with solutions for your revolution to be a free person in an unfree world. Join us in our pursuit of sovereignty through permaculture, technology, and community. Welcome back to Revolution Solution. This is Jared the Permi Guy. We've got what I consider a pretty great interview this week. Uh, Dean, formerly of Dino Files, now doing the End Times Continue with AceArchist, came on to do a live stream with me talking about all sorts of things related to 3D printing, gun laws, uh, just gun stuff generally, printing guns, etc. It was a really good conversation. We ran over two hours, um, which... You know, if you've listened to our full pack catalog is not out of the ordinary for us, but it hasn't happened in a while. So I was quite happy with that. I'll we'll leave the introduction brief here. Oh, I guess one last thing too. You may notice that my mic doesn't sound like dog shit recording the <laughs> the non-streamyard audio this time. I finally figured out that Audacity was reading my internal PC mic instead of the one that I had plugged in right in front of my face. Uh So, so we've got a lot more clear audio now and should continue to have that going forward. So, I apologize for all the past episodes. I didn't want to say anything about the audio quality or, you know, like try and do anything about it before because I had no idea what the heck was going on. Everything seemed right the way that I saw it. Uh, But now it's fixed. Uh, And yeah, going forward should be nice and clear. Cool, cool. Bye. Welcome back to Revolution Solution. This is Jared the Permi Guy. Uh, Today, I have Dino, formerly of Dino Files, of The End Times Continue. We're talking about 3D printing and guns and 3D printing guns. And I'm looking forward to it because I don't have anybody to talk to about this stuff normally. So (laughs) it's going to be great. I believe it. A few housekeeping items um as always i am streaming from the food forest farms premium stream yard account uh which brian norton so graciously allows me to use for exchange of me mentioning that it is his StreamYard yard account and giving a little signal boost to his stuff so check out food forest farms for all of your coffee and cbd and consulting and camping needs um, and then all my links as always can be found at bitty.tips. That's everything for limited supply designs and for revolution solution. That's all I got on housekeeping stuff. Dean, what have you been up to?
1: Oh man. Uh, I'm, I'm doing i I'm at deep in bar prep right now (laughs) and I'm not, I'm not studying as much as I should, but um, it's, uh, it's just, there's a lot, it's, it's a lot to try and prep for that test. It's a very difficult test. And so um, I've also been, uh, just kind of hanging out, waiting on that to happen. It's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you have those in between periods in life, right? Where it's like you're you have to wait on a thing to happen so that the next chunk of your life can start. Yep. It's that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just that, so it's kind of a holding pattern at the moment. Okay,
0: that's fair. Um, I took the. It's it's definitely. I'm sure it's not to the same scale, but I took the PE exam uh i guess it would have been almost three years ago now Mm uh to for my professional engineering license um i was originally scheduled to take it in may of 2020 and maybe it would have been april anyway like four weeks out from the exam they canceled everything uh obviously because it was 2020 yeah um So I got to study for it twice, but I did pass the first time, um, which is like a 50% chance that that happens with most people. Um, So I did not have to study for it again. I've got a good friend that just took it for the fourth time, Um, and I I don't know that I would still be above ground if, if I was in that situation.
1: Oh yeah, no. It uh, the there's a it's kind of there's kind of a similar thing with the bar where it's where it's not uncommon if people have to take it you know two or even three times. But but the the problem is by you, by the time you get that far into it, you're so deep as far as the money goes, you kind of don't have another chance. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's it's not like it's not doable. It's just one of those things where sometimes people take more more chances at it, and sometimes you get a bad test. Like there's a um i don't know what i'm allowed to say there was there there was a test the last bart exam had stuff on it that people did not study um because Mm -hmm. they were told by their bar study programs not to study it because it never gets tested oh no (laughs) and it was all over the last one so sometimes people just get a bad test um yeah yeah yeah, so it but it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you know, if you can, if you can hack it, it's 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 worth. It. You have to basically, but by the time you're ready to take the bar, you're so deep as far as the money goes that that you kind of have to pass it,
0: right? Just to get back into the black, right?
1: Exactly, Easy. or to have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even to get yeah. to you,
0: man. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those weird. Uh, yeah, like you said, an in between time because it's like. Mm-hmm. Everybody around you is just looking forward to passing and it's like, this is a big achievement. And then everybody that will be around you once you pass, will just be like, yeah, everybody had to do that.
1: Oh, it ceases to matter. It's one of those things that it's so crazy to me. It's like, um, it's like, okay. Do you remember when um, Katanji, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, I think that's her name. Ugh, no, I can't remember. Uh, was in, in front of the Senate for her confirmation to the Supreme court. And Ted Cruz asked her what her LSAT score was. That was one of those moments where I'm, I'm like, I when I heard that that ha- I didn't watch it live. When I heard that that had happened, I'm like, Ted Cruz is an idiot. Nobody <laughs> remembers their LSAT score. If it was good enough to get in, you got in and forgot it. Like, and, and it's kind of similar where, where kind of the bar and stuff like that's concerned. It's like, you're, once you actually, all that matters is passing it. And once you actually pass it in the world you're in now, everyone passed. It It doesn't matter. That's not special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the way the PE is as well. If you pass, they don't give you like any information that just that you passed. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, maybe you got a 40% and everybody else really had a hard time this, this go round, or maybe you got a hundred. Who knows? nobody yeah it's so yeah
1: but it's one of those things where it's like once you once you do pass it now now you're in a world of you know it, it kind of reminds me i was thinking about when i was younger i was thinking about going to art school and uh and what it, what eventually kind of disabused me of that notion being of that being a good idea was um i sort of objectively looked at what my skill level was and it's like when you go into that environment and everybody's good yeah so I might be one of the better artists at my high school but once you go into a place where everyone's an art student it's like uh, you're not you're not as good as you were when the pool was different and so it's kind of like that when it's when you when, when you like pass the bar and stuff and now you're hanging out with attorneys and it's like yeah they all did too Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody thinks it's nope. nobody thinks it's important at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: nobody cares. Nobody could do it again today.
1: It's yeah, right. Look, exactly.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. You just got to bend over and take it for a day. Hopefully just once and then you're through to the other side. It's yeah. so
1: weird. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to take it in February though. It's expensive to take it ever. Um, but to take it in February, they only have one place where they are doing it in Texas. So I have to Get a hotel in Austin.
0: Oh geez. Uh
1: in downtown Austin. <laughs> Lovely. So I'm not too far from the actual uh the, the center where it's being given. Um oh. so that costs money. Yeah, dude. It's like yeah. ev- every time I turn around I'm paying a new bill to take this goddamn thing. Fuck. Yeah. But
0: Man, yeah, I hope you pass it this time around and don't have to fuck with it again.
1: It would be that would that's ideal. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Good luck, man. Um, yeah, that is that is a lot to be up to. Um, <clears throat> wanted to make sure to throw a disclaimer here on the front end. Uh, neither of us sell guns or gun parts or plastic of any shape. This podcast no. is information and cannot be mistaken as legal advice, legal advice or anything close to such.
1: No, no, no. Not, no legal advice. St- no, no offers for for services or goods. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: From from what I've seen, it is it is not at all unclear that you cannot put for sale any any parts for anything that could be construed to be a gun it doesn't well, mean that you can't get away with selling them person to person that's at your own risk but for god's sake do not say it publicly
1: no no never never um never sell a gun part that you made unless you are in the business of selling guns and you have all that licensure and everything out of the way because that's that's where people get in trouble yeah. um the the even if because here's the thing about it right like there's there, the legal distinctions especially where 3d printing is concerned the legal distinctions get very strange because you you have a ultimately a personal um personal sale of firearms is okay like it, mm. it's it's fine like you can i could sell one of my guns to somebody tomorrow but the right. problem anybody is, that you
0: don't have reason to believe is a felon basically
1: right yeah yeah um but the problem is if i made that gun and then sold it now i'm a manufacturer and 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 now i have to do all this other stuff right so um there's no, I don't see the distinction as being particularly clear between, like, if I were just to print out a Glock and then not want it anymore and sell it to somebody, Um it's it's not clear to me that that would not be very, very illegal. And in fact, I think it would be. It would be very, very illegal, even if it's the one time I ever did it, right? Like, I'm not a gun manufacturer. I have a gun. I don't want it anymore. I was going to sell it like I would any other gun I don't want anymore. Um, But you you cannot do that. That's people, You you will... <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's if you're gonna you're sacrificing your dog if you do that
0: yeah yeah good grief that's so crazy because it oh man yeah just the like the the level of things that you can make yourself and sell yeah it is acceptable but anything that could become a firearm
1: well especially know, with where, the new 80 percent rules is that's it right yeah. Well, especially with the new eighty percent rules and stuff, like if you were to print out, let's say like an unfinished Glock frame that someone else could finish and try and sell that. With the new eighty percent rules, I think that's illegal too. Um really? yeah, what, yeah. what's
0: the what's the new rule?
1: Well, it's not it's not new now. It was new uh I think probably a year and a half ago. It's when they went after Polymer eighty. Okay. Um yeah, you remember they when they raided yeah. Polymer eighty?
0: Mm mm.
1: Yeah, they raided polymer 80 a while back, and and part of some of the new rules had to do with 80% in unfinished firearms and stuff. So 80%, as far as I know, which is not, this is not a rule that I looked at deeply because I have no connection to 80% firearms whatsoever. I don't buy them. I've never bought an 80% lower. I have no idea. So I didn't look closely at it, but um, as I understand it, what qualifies as like a like a legal unfinished firearm that's not legally a firearm is not what it was prior okay. to like a year and a half ago. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and I think it's either that uh, or it still is, but you can't sell it with certain things. Like for example, Paul Eighty got in trouble because they were selling um, uh, like a like a Glock in a box, basically. They were selling everything with it, everything, the jigs, the slide, finish slide, (laughs) barrel, all of it, just in a box. And all you had to do was drill the frame and build it. (laughs) I mean,
0: anybody that that knows the tendencies of the ATF knew that that was, was spurious had spurious chances of lasting to begin with but it, it's incredible they got away with it for so long
1: oh yeah well uh, did you see what palmer state uh palmer uh what um what palmetto state armory was selling the other day <laughs> yeah i did yeah i saw that Dude, one on twitter earlier today is the funniest is 11.5 inch ar-15 uh it was the the 11.5 inch barrel on an ar-15 upper which you could buy in a in like a bundle with an ar-15 lower with a pistol brace on it yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just they were selling those two things together for 400 bucks <laughs>
0: yeah yeah like the, with with a disclaimer that it could go at the united states and blah 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 blah. yeah you know,
1: yeah control, yeah. well it was saying uh these weapons these items are subject to nfa regulation yeah. or whatever but you're buying them separately so like there's there's nothing stopping you outside of the fact that you're committing a felony or will be commit, committing a felony in a hundred and I think nineteen days now. hundred. Yeah, if you if you ever something combine like that. those two things, if you ever put them together, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, which they have no reason
0: to believe you'll ever do.
1: No, of course not. I'm. I'm just. I, I. just found a couple of parts to buy. I'm. Whoever. Who said I'm gonna. I'm printing out a lower and and it's you know everything else. But no, they. Uh, they. Uh, that was hilarious. When they when they put that up, it was a it's a massive fuck you to the ATF. And I was very, very happy to see it.
0: Yeah, it should be. I saw somebody in in the replies on that was like uh, PSA quickly went from just some second tier South Carolina gun store to something to like a shining star. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, PSA like a lot mm-hmm. of people i've i've liked psa for a long time and i know every time they launch a gun their first gens have problems like i know that um and that's going to be with just about anybody but um the i've loved psa because of what they kind of stand for their their whole thing has kind of been we're going to make everything in common use cuz we're going to sell shit so cheap and and it's going to be like they're they're it's kind of their goal as as I understand it is that they're going to sell AR-15s, they're going to sell AKs, they're going to sell shit and they're going to sell it cheap and they're going to make sure that that stuff qualifies as in common use. Okay. Um nice. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's so I've it
0: within that like uh, not, I guess not <clears throat> is that part of the legal framework?
1: It is um okay. so uh, a firearm in common use is an argument against the proposition that a firearm is uh what's what's called unusually dangerous now okay. i'm sorry unusual or dangerous or unusually dangerous i've seen it both ways in different circuit court opinions but the the what that where that comes from is dcv heller um w- in that opinion, Scalia basically said out that, you, that the government can pretty much, to whatever degree they would like, regulate firearms and the ownership of firearms that are uh, unusually dangerous, right? Okay. So, so if a firearm is in common use, which is another thing that comes from DCV Heller, uh, it's, it's, it's more likely that it is protected by 2A. Weird. Okay. Um, and how much that stuff matters now is in question because of Bruin. Um, because Bruin supposedly Bruin changed the legal test for reg- for regulating firearms. So we'll see how things shake out as far as that's concerned, but that's that's a relatively new thing and I could see them I could see the court basically saying, yeah, the Bruin test and plus also common use or whatever. like I could see them doing whatever it's, it's, in a, it's up in the air right now what the okay. legal sort of framework is going to be for firearms laws moving forward. Interesting. And Broom was the one
0: that uh they've been pushing it back against some California laws, right? Like just it was it was basically something something of the sort would have been available at the time of the drafting
1: of the, Well, it was uh, the it, Yeah, well what it is is that the the regulation at hand um needs to have a a place in the history and tradition of the United States and and Bruin in particular kind of points to because one thing that a lot of people will point to is The period after the Civil War um, Or just before it because that's when the 14th amendment was ratified but the The Bruin court and the reason that matters I should explain the reason that matters is because the Second Amendment applies to the federal government right the Second Amendment, through the Due Process Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment, applies to the states. So the the Bill of Rights, the I think there are three rights in the Bill of Rights that do not apply to the states. There hasn't been a case yet. Um, one of those being the Third Amendment, I think. Um, but the, the the Bill of Rights don't apply to the states directly. They apply to right. the states through the Due Process Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. And so people will point to, well, there was this these regulations. Existed in 1866. Um, but the problem with that is the Bruin court kind of said not explicitly, but pretty much said at the time of the the drafting of the second amendment, not the 14th. Gotcha. Okay. So it's, it's like, but like I said, that's not, it hasn't really, it's not really explicit yet. Well, we need more cases and we're going to get them because some of these states are going crazy.
0: Yeah. it's, It's been, I saw, uh, something on Twitter. Um, california was basically trying to use the the the, the history and context point to like they, they were they were God, stumbling over my words they were pointing to some some sort of
1: uh law i think they were pointing to war that was like yeah yeah meant to, one of the, the
0: freed slaves and one like, of the
1: reconstruction uh kind of in the reconstruction period one of those early gun control laws that was designed exactly like you said, to, to, to disarm the freedmen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pointing like, Hey, this was used to disarm them back then. Like, uh, I mean, obviously we don't want the racism. We want to disarm everybody equally, but like,
1: yeah, right.
0: God. <laughs> oh, sometimes we're past parody in the world, man. And it, it, oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm just happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, Another disclaimer. Now that I'm seeing it, always, always ask the government in your dis- jurisdiction in what manners and with with what methods you are legally allowed to defend yourself. Of course. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. If we if we end up talking about that at all, the the self defense thing, yeah. Um, and there are a lot of general principles as to self defense that will apply in in a lot of places, but the problem is you have one of the biggest distinctions, as an example, into your point. Um. You might have a distinction between, and I'm sure you know about this, but but uh, some people may not. In some states, you have what's called a duty to retreat. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're in a place where you can retreat, uh, like usually this will apply if you're just in public, right? If you're just walking down the street, and right. somebody um is is committing or is, is preparing to commit violence against you that would justify the use of lethal force, but you have the opportunity to retreat. You must retreat. Yeah. Turn your back on um, a loaded gun. Yeah, basically. Um, I don't know. That 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 mm-hmm. might, if you can make that argument, you might be able to say, I didn't have the opportunity to retreat because I would have died if I turned around. Right. If I walked away, I they would have killed so. me. Yeah, yeah. You might be able to make that argument. But again, that's going to depend on your jurisdiction as well. So yes, to and your the point. judge that you get too. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, check your, check your local laws for, for what you're allowed to do as far as the use of force. Um, and don't listen to Andrew Bronca. Um, <laughs> Correct.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, I loved him for a long time. I don't know if you listened to the most recent TTC. I
0: didn't yeah. even know his name.
1: Yeah, I liked him for a long time, but he but he um, he has proven over the last few days to me that I cannot trust his expertise as a use of force expert because he allows the who is he allows the individual that is using the force to color his perspective on whether the force is justified. So if the person using the force is a cop, he will rather than objectively observing the use of force that's occurring and and trying to objectively determine whether it's justified he'll just say it's justified based on whether or not he likes the person that's using force yeah, so get on I, his knees. Yeah, yeah yeah i so i don't uh, i wouldn't listen to him as, <laughs> exactly i wouldn't listen to him as far as uh, as his opinions on use of force which is sad because i absolutely would have suggested him um not just a a couple of months ago but no he is has he, he has as far as i'm concerned recently no 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 it was it was actually recently that i that i sort of recognized just how politically brain-rotted he is gotcha, gotcha.
0: Okay.
1: um because he because he was right uh on the his 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 perspective on the facts and the law of the kyle rittenhouse case was great and the same is true of the kim potter case i've 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 i said on the teTC but I'll, I'll say it here too i'm on record as having said i don't think kim potter uh deserved uh to be convicted um Kim Potter was the first the the taser 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 cop who shot the guy, um, when she was convicted. I I said I I don't think she actually broke the law here. I don't think she had the requisite intent for the conviction that she ended up getting. Um, and so I thought, and so his take on that sort of lined up with that too. So I thought I thought his takes on that were good as well. But now nah, he's proven over the last couple of days to be uh, totally useless as a. Uh, as an authority, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs>
0: lovely. lovely. Oh, gross. So yeah, um, but yeah, check your local laws. Check your local. Yeah. Laws. Somewhat uh related note. I heard recently, as may have been from BR on his podcast that, uh, Indiana, which I am looking to move to in the very near future, just extended their castle doctrine to include, uh, law enforcement. That's, uh, unlawfully on your property well explicitly made it so
1: yeah there was a well here's the thing they passed that law about Mm -hmm. 10 years ago but it only hit the news a little bit ago oh no shit and i don't know why i'm wondering if maybe there was something that delayed it going in force or something like that but it just hit the news a little bit ago but they the the legislature at least had passed that law about a decade ago um and there are many places by the way there and and actually tennessee is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh as far as I know, I have to say that because if I'm wrong, somebody's going to try and sue me. Um the <laughs> be very as far as I when you shoot cops. <laughs> yes, be 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 absolutely sure what your what your laws are. But the uh there is a statute in Tennessee that says that you you can resist um with with necessary force, you can resist uh excessive force from the police. That's um crazy. I know there's uh, there was the case of I've spoken about before, the case of Andrew Coffee the Fourth. Um, Andrew Coffey the Fourth was a guy who's uh, who was sleeping on the couch um when someone broke into the the police, broke down his door, and uh, uh, they were shoving a gun in his face and and he pulled his firearm and he shot at them. I uh, can't remember if he hit or killed anyone, but he he was charged for that. And uh, he was acquitted of that uh, because they found that he had no reason to believe that he wasn't in danger that that his that basically that he feared he was going to uh, face be facing death or imminent uh, uh, grievous bodily harm, and so he. Uh, was justified in defending himself regardless of the fact that the people who broke down his door were pigs. So, the... the, the Those kinds of cases are happening. Those kinds mm-hmm. of laws are getting a higher profile and being passed in more places, and, and I think there's a... there's a There seems to be... And Ace and I were talking about this a little bit. There seems to be a growing sort of acceptance for defending yourself from police.
0: That's good. And it's it's that, is, that we've gotten to a, a point where... This seems like such a win when it just feels so obvious. Right. But, man, that just shows, it just shows how far we've fallen.
1: It really does. It really, really does. Um, That was one of the... I think there's some water running in the building, and I'm sure it's breaking oh, my no. gate. Yeah, I can and hear it just
0: a little bit. Hopefully it's not your neighbor trying to fall on you again.
1: Oh, no. Here, let me just raise my gate a little bit, and I'll be able to... Okay. Um. Yeah. So the uh, all good. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? No, I've forgotten. Um. Uh.
0: Just the the laws being more high profile and passing more allowed. yeah 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 yeah. That's, force.
1: Yeah, there just seems to be more acceptance for that idea nowadays. Um, which is a good thing, I think. Uh, but you're right. It does seem like it should just be obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But. In any case uh, but again yeah check your local laws and also the, the part of the thing about a legal defense like that is you have to survive the encounter to use it so
0: that's for sure
1: you know it's it's there's a there's a there's a difference between the practical reality of defending yourself from the police and the ethical reality of it right and the legal reality of it those are all those are three different things and in in most practical terms um if you choose to do that, you're probably going to be killed. You're probably going to be murdered. Yeah. Um, so it's, you got to think long and hard about sort of where you stand on what you're going to do. Um, For sure. And you're like, most, and, almost
0: always going to be outnumbered and likely outgunned plus the justification of the, the entire state apparatus at their yes. best, but not yours.
1: And like Ace said, it's it, nobody knows what they're going to do in that kind of situation, but, sure. but it, it would serve, uh, it would serve everybody to kind of think about it now before you're in it <laughs> yeah and just kind of think about what what would be your 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 the course of action that you would take mine personally is uh mine mine personally is i would rather not get in a shootout with police but if i don't know they're police what am i going to do right like that, that was the Andrew Coffee situation. That was the thing with, I mean, there have been multiple home invasions in, um, look, I live in Houston. There've been multiple home invasions in Houston with people who pretended to be cops yeah. Um, in order to break into homes and stuff like that. I'm sorry. Like, I got off on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, I guess to pivot,
0: <clears throat> to pivot into printing, um, what got you into it? And like, I guess how, about how long ago did you start messing with a printer?
1: I started 3D printing. Um, God, uh, would have been three years ago at this point, maybe a little longer. I can't remember. It was it was close to when I started law school. Um, so maybe just a little over three years. But the uh, the I got into it for printing guns. Yeah. Um, I got into it because I I had seen um, what ivan was doing and mm-hmm. um this was not long after the the mark one of the fgc9 came out nice. and and that was like it was when the fgc9 came out that i was like oh this is real yeah <laughs> and that's that's kind of what convinced me to get one and i'm not sure of the timeline but it would have been about uh, three just maybe over three years that i that i bought a 3d printer and started printing. Um, sure. I, I have yet to complete time, a nine, but do what? Continue. Oh, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, no that was it. That was a, um, that's all I had. <laughs>
0: I it, it was the about the same time frame and motivation and inspiration for me as well. So that, that they definitely were on their shit with uh getting the the message spread far and wide. Oh and, yeah. Uh, once they had that finalized,
1: Oh, well, especially once the FTC nine came out, it's like that. That to me, that was kind of All the proof I needed was when I saw the FGC nine functional and and built of zero firearms parts. Right, Mm -hmm. like there are there are there are uh, modifications of that design that that like take a Glock uh, barrel, so you don't have to ECM your own barrel and stuff. But the the, the fact that you can
0: the AR. Like spring kit and stuff the fu- yeah uh-huh.
1: the trigger the fire control group
0: there you go there's the word yep. i couldn't come up with yep and that's like less than five dollars
1: oh yeah it's cheap super cheap but the mm-hmm. uh yeah it was a that's what convinced me to do it was when i saw that functional i was like oh, okay i gotta be i gotta i gotta do this like i gotta get into this yeah this there's, is there's this no is something <laughs> Right. And not only is there no barrier, but it's like who the fuck am I if I'm not doing this? Yeah. Like if I'm not if I'm not part of this, I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm just warping. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yep, I have the same feeling. And I still feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I have no, no. shit. I've got all the plastic for the FGC. I've got and I was like they, they make it so feels so obvious that you'll find all these standard screws everywhere I've looked at all the parts stores in the area and I can't find <laughs> one of them
1: <laughs> no it's my uh, hardware and stuff like that I just buy that shit on Amazon dude you can find anything anything cheap out of China on Amazon um, but yeah that's the but the, the um, I haven't completed an FGC9 uh, mostly because I don't want to um, well that's <laughs> not true it's not that I don't want to it's that you don't it's want to do the it's work. and I don't want to do the work exactly and I don't really have a Workspace conducive to it, but I can build Glocks um, You know, I've got I've got my computer desk and stuff you can build a Glock on a desk, so yeah. I've 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 completed a couple of Glocks um, And you know sharing parts between them sometimes because I don't I don't I'm not I'm not uh, I don't have any money <laughs> yeah, <I feel> that. <laughs> so it's hard to go on and drop three hundred dollars on a slide in a barrel to to complete a gun when it's like i really could use that three hundred dollars for electricity <laughs> <laughs> food yeah exactly
0: yeah i get that I get so that. Um, it's so
1: i also I've, I've i've printed way more way more frames than i've built guns yeah um the
0: exact same way
1: yeah but Just find
0: find the cool files and see if I can get them to look half decent and hold up without layer shifting and other bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've
0: got, I've got a whole bin full of plastic.
1: Actually, this is one of the things that I wanted to kind of bring up that like you don't have to be able to um you don't have to be able to afford parts kits. You don't have to be able to even build a gun really to help with this. Um one of the things that I do is every now and then when uh, I go onto the catalog and I pull down all the new stuff and I kick it over to I have a couple of thumb drives, I have a few thumb drives. Yep. Um a couple of which are encrypted. Yep. That yep. I that I pull all the files to and I have an archive of the catalog. I have a couple of archives of the catalog yep. that you can like that just being your own sort of node for this information and this data helps with the 3D printed firearm like community it, it doesn't have to be it's it's better that you build your guns it absolutely is you need to know how to do it it's important you learn a lot um yeah, sure. but if you can't afford it um or or you 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 maybe your fucking landlord doesn't want you building guns in the house like whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is that's keeping you from doing it that's okay work toward getting past that but also you can be doing things now to help in the 3D printed firearm community one of those things is running an archive being your own archive for the information getting it out there to people um, be careful distributing the information uh, again check your local laws but um, but having it there's, there's not going to be anything wrong with having it and uh, uh, at least in the United States and so, do that. Like be, like, be... Be, um... And even if you can't build, by the way, and, and to kind of what we were talking about, even if you can't build it right away, print some frames. um, Print some frames and then cut them in half and throw them away. um, Make them non-functional and throw them away if you don't want to build in it, because technically that's a firearm. Like, it's an actual firearm. So if you don't want to have a firearm, you have to destroy the frame once you've printed it. But, um... It fire. <laughs> Right. Off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever makes it non-functional, but um, and irreparable. But just like that, you, you um, print them out, and 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 so that way you know what your settings are. You have your your curve profile set up, and you're and you're ready to go when you are ready to start building. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't have to be able to buy all the parts kits tomorrow um, to sort of work toward. The skill set um, and in fact you're probably gonna want to print a couple of frames for practice anyway that are gonna be trash um, But you're you're gonna need to learn what settings you need and and what kind of supports do you like and and You know all, all that like it can, can your printer the way your printer functions Can it handle the micro texture on whatever file you're trying to use or whatever like you, you're gonna want to print tests anyway, so Absolutely. Um, Even if you can't build in it get printing um, cause that gets you that, that much closer to being able to build in it. Absolutely. I think, I think it was
0: your mention of having an archive of all the files that convinced me to not just have the ones that I was interested in doing something with. I, it, it was shortly after I heard you mention it on a podcast. I don't remember when or which one that caused me to go in and down like download every single thing one by mm-hmm. one and, I've got multiple backups myself as well.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. Download the entire catalog. Um, be I mean, honestly, the most... Uh, I'm a big fan of distributed networks. I know you like them too. Yeah. Um, but the most distributed network is a guy with a USB stick. That's as distributed as knowledge gets. So be the guy with the USB stick.
0: Yep. <laughs> the more <laughs> of that those, guy. the more impossible it is to make it go away.
1: You cannot. That, that's part of making the signal unstoppable. Is making sure that those files are fucking everywhere, and it, and you yeah. they they cannot get rid of them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you, I, do I, you I, know?
0: I know. A few years ago, there was a lot of push from some fucking loser in huh. New Jersey trying to make the files unavailable there. Do you know? If that uh, I think that was,
1: was. I think was that Shapiro. Shapiro? Yeah. yeah, I've got
0: a I've got a Mac frame with this cute little face on it.
1: Yeah, the Joshi Washi. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh Josh Shapiro, that fucking scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he failed uh, miserably in his That's attempts. Good. Um I, I'm not sure about the legality of I know in, in New Jersey there are rules with printing. I think you might have to serialize your frames if you print in New Jersey.
0: Okay.
1: Um I'm not sure about that again check your local laws Uh, I live in Texas I don't have to mess with but (laughs) um, but I I believe there are a couple of states I think maybe California New Jersey but don't don't quote me on that um where you have to serialize your frames if you're printing Uh, it has to be some kind of identifying alphanumerical whatever Um, so yeah you will want to be careful about that and I know that that was some fallout from Josh Shapiro and what he did but uh you know he got a face on a nine now so <laughs> you knows. can you can pull down the joshy washy nine and print out a uh print out a firearm with Joshi Washi's stupid face on it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't realize that was the version that I had gotten until it started printing. I'm like, there's little hearts all over it. What the fuck is happening? It just keeps it's the best it keeps version going. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh, honestly, like somehow ended up being one of my most beautiful prints. So I'm, I'm, oh happy yeah, with how it turned out. It's
1: one of the better guns. Like the, 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 I, lo- one of my, some of my favorite stuff is like the, the, the stuff that directly calls out those politicians, like the Menendez mags um, mm-hmm. and, and the Joshi washy nine. That's some of my favorite stuff that the three D printing gun community does. Um, I, in oh. fact, who was it? I can't remember who it was that got sued for their Everytown AR fifteen lower. It <laughs> was like a, it was a U bar lower with Everytown's logo on it. <laughs> oh
0: man, I don't know who. Um, it was. And they got a lawsuit it like, for it. it.
1: Was it? it I don't. I can't remember crazy. if it was. I can't remember who did it. Fuck. I'm, I feel like such an asshole. Um, because I follow them on Twitter and have for a very long time, but now I can't remember. Is it was. Hoffman? Um. Shit, it might have been it might have been Dynaxis. No, it wasn't Dynaxis. Fuck. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> but um But yeah, they they caught a lawsuit over it. And I don't remember I do not know what happened with that lawsuit, but they they Yeah. It was filed. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, know, I know I've seen uh maybe maybe they changed it to Mom's Demand Anal, but it, like a mom's demand action type file of some sort as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. The Biden's bane for the the new AR.
1: The Biden's bane, yes, that's a, that's another one. That that Shoot with the ice cream cone. Oh yeah, dude, the Biden's bane upper. Have you seen what? Um, I can't remember his. Now I can't remember his name. I, mean, I I suck at remembering. I suck at remembering names in real life, <laughs> and I suck at remembering people's names on fucking Twitter. Um, shit, I feel like a dick. Uh, but I have it here somewhere. I can I can. God damn it. Uh he's working on the lever action uh lever lever action ar-15 um oh man yeah but that lever action ar-15 uses a biden's bane upper okay. uh so it's a it's a biden's bane upper it like you to build it like you have to cut the bolt and 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 use the bolt carrier sort of like where the charging handle would connect to the bolt and stuff you have to connect it to the, the legs on the lever and then you actuate the lever and it actuates the bolt but it's a huh. simpler mechanism than like a regular AR-15 I can't remember who's building it Change. I feel like a dummy um, but yeah it's very 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 cool um, it's very cool And one of the things, one of the thing that I like about it is that it's very simple too. It's, it's all sort of a manual kind of, kind of gun. And it's, it's an AR, it fires the, the, it, it uses the Biden's Bane upper. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Fully printed. That's dope. Printed upper and printed lower on it. And I think he actually prints the dust cover too. Yeah, or not no, the desk I'm sorry, the uh the 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 handguard.
0: handguard, yeah. There's a good there's a good variety of lowers available now. Um since the files have become available, everybody's kind of put their own flair on it. Um
1: oh yeah. The the U bar, there's a lot of variants of the U bar, and then there's also uh Hoffman's uh mm-hmm. AR lower. And then Hoffman just came out with the Orca, which is yeah, that man, I believe I the beta just
0: ended on the Orca. Yeah, I keep seeing it on Instagram.
1: The Orca is an AR-15 that Hoffman um, put together. That that is uh, printed stock, printed upper, printed lower, and printed handguard. And it is, it, it, it he designed it. It looks, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's got a, it's got a pick rail up top but it it's like all the lines flow together in this like gorgeous way. It looks so comfortable to shoot. <laughs> yeah, they've done they've done really good with
0: all of the marketing photos for it too. It just yeah, it it looks unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous firearm. Um and that it stock looks... on
0: the AR is one of the few things I haven't seen before. At least related to an AR. They've got it for the the plastic of the printed stock, but I think that yep. was a new addition as far as I'm aware for uh
1: ar well most people don't need to because you can just i mean you can buy stocks for a dime a dozen right. you know like magpul stocks are cheap if you just need a stock um right. so they didn't need to but hoffman needed to because it needed to look good with the rest of his files and it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and That's i believe you need i can't remember how it's designed i haven't pulled down the files for the orca yet uh, uh but i need to slice one because i need i'm i'm actually not sure if the buffer tube is integral to that printed stock or if it's a different sort of buffer tube situation going on back there that the stock fits on. Um okay. I, I'm really curious about the construction of that. I need to pull down those files and slice them and and, and look at what's going on inside there because it is it is such a cool design. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely see more of what's going on with it. for Sure. But Are that's a, talk- but
1: that's an AR-15. That's they can't I, I mean that that the Orca especially. I mean look, the U-bar and the Biden's Bane upper like that's the end of trying to control the ar-15 yeah as a platform it's you can't kill it now um the orca is like and also it's super pretty (laughs) (laughs) so like not only can you not kill the ar-15 but this variant looks better than anyone else's ar
0: (laughs) yep and i love that about like the folks in this community like there's a good number of people that will just work on different textures doing doing cute, silly things with oh yeah. stuff that other people have made or like um like are we cool yet Aussie comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um just making all sorts of fun shaped shit. The the foregrip has got almost like a tail to it. Looks kinda of yeah. like like it came out of a uh, Nightmare for Christmas or something.
1: Well I there's just, the I love, love
0: that people are still having fun.
1: One of my favorite dudes is Chairman Wan. Like, like, uh, when the, when the FMDA, when, when Freeman Don't Ask released the, the, the Glock and stuff, uh, Chairman Juan pulled him down and made him feel really, really good. Uh, those stippling patterns and the ergos that he does are so fucking good. Those are the best feeling Glocks you can get is a Chairman Juan, uh, Freeman Don't Ask Glock lower. Like, that is the, that is the most comfortable Glock you can hold. Um, factory Glocks don't feel so good. Yeah. And you can just print it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a few dollars it's worth of few, filament.
0: Yeah. A couple dollars and maybe 24 hours and it's yours.
1: Exactly. It's an just don't buy from, just don't buy slides from rock slides. If you put a rock slide on it, it's not going to function. Um, I okay. had that problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust rock slides. Right. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I bought Um, actually when I printed a, a Glock 19, I have, I, I haven't completed it yet. I need a couple more parts for it. Um, but I have a Glock 19 that I printed, um, it's one of the Chairman One, it's the Big Coral pattern that he has on the Freeman Don't Ask Glock 19 version 2. Um, and it is so nice. So nice to hold. And I bought a PSA Dagger Slide. With, with, uh, and it's sight ready. It's got doctor cuts on the top. So it is, when I get that gun built, it's gonna be one of my favorite guns. It's not finished yet. I still need a trigger for it and I think a couple of, uh, odds and ends. But it is very, very cool. Hell yeah. And the PSA Dagger slides will fit those just fine. The, The PSA Dagger is basically a Gen 3 Glock 19. And so is the Freeman Don't Ask, uh, uh Glock nineteen. It's also basically a Gen 3 Glock nineteen. Okay. So it all so it all so you can get the PSA dagger slide for relatively cheap and just throw it on there. You're good to go. Sweet. As long as your prints
0: right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess that that kind of leads to another question that I had here. Um have you done any particular testing to make sure that you're Files are up to snuff before you actually assemble them, or
1: is it just obvious from the just look via? at it? Yeah, no, just look yeah. at it. See how see it really—it's in the building. So, like when you you'll know if your you'll know if your print is fucked when you're trying to build the gun. Um, yeah. So when you're when you're trying to build it, you'll know if there's a problem. Um, like for for example, if things just aren't fitting right. Now the pin, I've always had trouble. Personally, I've always had trouble with the pinholes, always. Um, okay. And I, I have tried so many different settings and never been able to figure it out, so I've always had to drill out my pinholes. Um, and like more aggressively than you're supposed to have to. But I've always <laughs> had to. <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> but um, outside of stuff like that, that, that I know is just a settings issue, I know there's nothing wrong with the print, there's just a settings issue that's happening that's causing my pinholes, my pinholes to be small. Because everything else fits. Huh. My rails fit great. Locking block fits great. Everything fits great, except the pin. So I know there's just something weird happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but you'll know if something's fucked when you're trying to build the gun, and it's just not coming together right, or the slide's sitting way high, way too high up on the frame, that means your Z height's too low. Um, stuff like that. The, the locking block doesn't click in in a satisfying way. That's That's actually one of the bigger ones, is like, if your locking block and your front rail doesn't, for the glocks anyway, um, if that doesn't like click in in like a satisfying way where you know it's like, oh, yeah, that fits perfect, um, yeah. your print might have a problem, you're going to want to double check some things. Could just be a little bit of a fitment issue, just file a couple of things, you're good to go, or it could be that your dimensions are way off. Um, but here's the thing about it too, I've seen guys in this community will, will, will force failures. Um, and, and the, the, the thing about it, especially once they moved those rear rails to where they pin down in the grip, um, instead of up on the, there was like a, like maybe three millimeters of material above where the rails were actually pinned in on the old FMDA Glocks. Okay. They moved that pin down into the grip on the version two. Um, and because that was the most common point of failure back there was on those, on those rear rails, it would just split. Just kind of blow out. Yeah. Um, but nobody blew their hands off. Like, like a, a, a catastrophic failure on one of these firearms um, is is probably not gonna kill you. Um, right. <laughs> like, it's probably not even. It might. I mean, you might sting a little bit, but it, I don't think I don't think blowing your hands off is any real danger if if you put it together in a halfway competent way. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Right. You, like, you'd have to fuck up pretty badly. Um, it's almost like head spacing on an AK. Like if your head spacing's off, it's very dangerous on an AK. Um, okay. I don't think there's anything in 3D printing that, that that fails as catastrophically as that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Because you when your head spacing's this... off on an AK, it hucks your bolt at you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, because you because you can't get a good because your because your lugs won't lock properly. You can't get a good lock on your bolt, so it it'll huck oh. your bolt at you. I don't. That's... I've seen nothing in the 3D printed space fail like that you know what i mean and those are factory right. guns and they can just get like that if they're cheap and crappy but most most things people buy are cheap and crappy yeah that's fair
0: do you know <laughs> this meme of blowing your hand off came from with 3d printed guns
1: it's the fuds yeah
0: that's what it's I the It's yeah. from from unintelligence or or ignorance
1: yeah it's the fuds because it's the same kind of guys that were like, it's the same kind of guys that back in the 90s and the early 2000s stuff when Glock was starting to take off. Um, that was more in the 90s. But you know how Glock did that, by the way? Like, why Glock became so popular? It was because of the Glock girls at the shows. Like, what they would do is they would have... Um, okay. Glock. Glock got big in the US because they would go to the trade shows and, like, SHOT Show and stuff. And when people were going to see if they were gonna get contracts from any of these distributors, like if I'm working at a at maybe, let's say i'm I'm in procurement at the at the LAPD. Well, I'm gonna go to the trade shows for firearms and talk to the people and see if I can get a contract so they can give me the the firearms my guys need. Sure. Well, Glock had the Glock girls, and they had these parties in the su- in the Glock suite that were like they they ended up taking off because they got all these contracts that that's were funny. at least this is that's the apocryphal story. I'm I'm okay. don't quote me on it too dicks, much. But, yeah, no, <laughs> so, I'm not ha, I'm not going to accuse anybody of that, but it would make sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every police chief in the country is all of a sudden a lot happier and shooting less dogs.
1: Right. Exactly um but yeah that's what made glock take off but that's what they too. So, like, there's a lot of but dude it's getting so much more accessible not just 3d printing but gun ownership like gun ownership is more accessible now than i remember it being and 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 that's primarily because and maybe this has to do with me kind of coming into my life at the same time this is happening and yeah. or or something like that but I always remember it being prohibitively expensive to try and actually like get into like having a gun, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to buy shit, right? If you're going to buy something that's like that's actually going to be reliable, dependable, you used to have to spend way more money than you do now. Like I just went and bought a uh I bought a Canic TP9SC. This is a Turkish firearm handgun it's it's made by uh canic which is supposed to be pronounced yannick but nobody pronounces it yannick it's people people say can because it's spelled with a c um <laughs> um but they're turkish but the 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 they make guns for like turkish police and military and stuff like that like they they make stuff for actual duty applications they make duty guns and um the canic tp9 sc is a 400 hundred dollar gun sticker you can find it cheaper um and it is such a good handgun dude they basically stole they basically stole the walter trigger so the trigger anyone who fires one of these one of these guns is like oh the trigger's incredible it's one of the best handgun triggers you're gonna get like out of the box it comes with a holster. That's not very good, but it's serviceable <laughs> as, a, as a. It's serviceable as an over-the-waistband holster. Um, I, I've worn it. IWB. It's not the most comfortable holster, <laughs> IWB. But um, it's it's a it's a serviceable holster. Comes with an extra mag. Uh, it comes with, uh, back straps. Like you can change the back strap on the on the on the back of the grip. Um. Okay. It comes with a, an extra foot for one of the mags if you want to do a flush mag, which I don't know why you would on a subcompact because your, your yeah. pinky's hanging off. But... I, yeah,
0: I have two fingers hanging off on a sub. Oh, yeah, I it's have, bad. But the
1: 15-round mag in the canic, dude, the 15-round mag is gripped and textured, and it, and it flows out of the actual uh, grip itself, and it's it feels like I'm holding a full-size gun yeah. with that 15-round mag in it. It's so damn good. Um, it's the same way with my XDS. Right, right, exactly. But but that's a it's a four hundred dollar gun. Yeah, that ain't bad. And it comes sight ready. It's got a shield cut on the top of the slide. Used to be, used to be, you could not get a gun that was ready for sights, ready for an optic, um, for less than like six hundred bucks. And that was gonna be like one of the cheaper ones. Wow. And now it's like you can just go buy that gun for four hundred dollars and you and it's optic ready. That's I put awesome. a crimson trace 1550 on mine. It's a relatively cheap octave, but it, but it fits the it fits the price bracket of the gun it, it's a hundred and fifty dollar optic but I say that to say you can get nice guns now, like really good feeling guns for four hundred dollars yeah. and part of that I think comes down too, to like we're gonna like people like Palmetto State Armory who are who want to make good stuff cheap and just like that. Every one of their Gen 1s has problems. I know they had the firing pin issue on the dagger, I know, but being able to sell those guns at that price. I think is probably worth having some Gen One issues, and it sucks for people who got it. But as I understand it, Palmetto State Armory is great at replacing stuff when it fails. Okay. Um, Yeah, there. As I understand it, there 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 was a firing pin issue on the dagger where the firing pin would shear off, and and you would lose um, or the striker rather, the striker would shear off, and you would you would basically lose your striker. Um, As I understand it, that's been fixed. I'm not sure. I haven't double checked it uh, recently. But as I understand that was fixed and they were they were replacing people's strikers just like, "Ah, oh, we'll, we'll just fix it." Nice. Who cares? So that that but just like that. It's so 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 cheap to get a gun now. Yeah. Um at least compared to how it was when I was younger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I still remember or maybe just remember price points when I was a young lad that didn't have money, so everything seemed really expensive.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that, there's that's probably me me a little bit of it for, for me. Yeah. That's probably a little bit of it for me too, because um, there's always been guns you could buy for four hundred bucks. But I don't think there's ever been a gun that you could buy for four hundred bucks that's as nice as some of the some of the compacts and subcompacts that you have now on the market yeah. for four hundred bucks. Yeah, I imagine not.
0: Clearly, I'm looking so at the it, wrong places when I go to PSA because I just end up seeing all the fucking Gucci Glocks that are like purple metallic, and it's like six hundred dollars for a slide. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to finish a print here. I <laughs> right. spent 600 bucks on those slide.
1: <laughs> uh, do you follow Mr. Guns and Gear? Huh. On Twitter, he will post when there's a good deal on stuff. And then... Um, Sick. But on Palmetto State Armory, on, on PSA, if you just go to their daily deals, there's always something good that's a relatively good deal. Okay. But the just like that, their dagger slides and stuff, they, they put those on sale with relative frequency. So you could, you could finish out a Glock 19. If you got your, if you have your, your, uh, frame internals, you could finish a Glock 19 on Paminostate Armory for like 250 bucks on a good sale on a dagger slide. Oh, okay.
0: That ain't bad at all. I was already following him. I didn't realize that. Go
1: me. yeah he posts he posts because he posted a deal on, on my exact gun but with a different finish. It's a beautiful, beautiful finish on Palmetto State Armory. It's gorgeous. He posted <laughs> a Canic TP9 SC with a Damascus finish. It's a black gun with like a blue Damascus pattern on it. It is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And it was right after I got mine, or a few days after I got mine. And i was so upset (laughs) because i was like this is Uh, 50 bucks cheaper than what i paid for mine (laughs) and it is so beautiful (laughs)
0: Uh, speaking of related topic six hours ago psa has the complete dagger g19 compatible slide assembly with Doctor Pattern Optics cut Coat finish Ameriglow lower one third co witness sights and threaded barrel for two hundred dollars currently here.
1: Yeah, yeah. That okay. So you get that. That's two hundred bucks, right? Yep. A couple bucks worth of filament to print out uh, one of the one of the Glock nineteen frames. Um, you're going to spend probably what does Aves sell rails for that for forty bucks, something like that, maybe a little less than that. Um, sure. Actually, I'm not sure. Let's look at Aves Rails real quick. Uh, and this is if you're printing in PLA, because uh, that's the other thing is that I need to do is I need to start printing in nylon, but it's going to be such a pain in the ass to get prepped for that.
0: Ooh. Okay, what's the what's the difference there? What's the benefit of going nylon? Uh,
1: you it well. I would not. Uh, I'll put it this way: I people do, and it's fine. So don't take this as judgment. Anybody listening who does this. I would not EDC a PLA-plus gun. And part of the reason for that is because it does not have... So, the, the, the glass transition point of PLA-plus is lower than I'm really comfortable with if I'm ever in a position where I have to leave my gun in the car okay um it gets it 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 gets so hot in the car in texas you can easily have it 120 degrees in a car Mm -hmm. uh 115 degrees something like that in in the in the heat of summer and so it's it's tough for me it's i'm not sure if it's a problem i get a little paranoid right (laughs) with firearms um so for me i would not edc pla plus um I would EDC nylon the glass filled nylons I tell stuff like that um, mm-hmm. I would EDC that the 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 melting point of that or the the glass transition temperature of that is so high and it is so durable um, uh, honestly I think uh, it's it is possible that a nylon printed Glock frame is probably mm, I'm going to step out on a limb and I'm going to say it's probably as durable, if not more durable than a polyglock frame from Glock. Okay. Um, okay. so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I would EDC a gun that's printed in nylon. Gotcha. You know, the difference,
0: like price per spool for Zytel over PLA plus
1: Zytel is much more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, the, yeah. I guess the question was how much more, um, so what do you pay for spool PLA plus nowadays 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah, 20 30, 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, so uh, It's it's t- double the price basically okay. if not a little more A little more than that even I think you could probably spend on a, on a big spool You could probably spend up to for glass filled nylon. You could probably spend 80 bucks Thereabouts maybe a little higher maybe a little lower um but just like that, the the that's I would EDC nylon. I would not EDC PLA plus. I'm not saying anyone else. Everyone like make your own decision. Yeah. There's plenty sure. of there's plenty of information out there for people to look at. Um sure. And hell, my information might be old. I I this these are things that I read in readmes years and years and years ago. <laughs> I know some people have been treating their PLA frames. with uh some people have been uh shit. I forget what you call it. God damn it. But when you um, they've been heating the frames like you can put it in an oven or in a uh, like a sous vide kind of kind of setup, sure. Um, and sort of condition it, and it and it makes it more durable. I I uh and and it makes it more. And there are guys that will EDC those with no problem. Okay. Um, but like what you have to do is you have to pack it with flour salt. Uh, because it will stop it from warping and it will stop the dimensions from changing okay. And then you have to bake it at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time and and it uh, I forget what the term is for doing this to a to plastic I I, I I Apologize, but um It makes it more durable. It makes it more heat resistant um Interesting. Because the the layers adhere together better. That's your durability and then um, I'm not sure why it becomes more heat resistant to me. It's the same material. I don't know why it would be, but apparently, yeah, it is. yeah, there
0: must be a chemical change once you Could have be.
1: that prolonged heat. Could be, but uh, but that's what people do. Um, and sure. and people will EDC those no problem. Just a heat treated PLA frame, PLA plus frame. Yeah, I was completely unaware of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen guys uh who who EDC that and and they've got no issues whatsoever. I'm I'm still a little skittish on it, um, but.
0: Yeah, keep it You know who the fuck the am car. I? Right?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I also try to stay out of that kind of situation too, where I'm leaving a gun where it's where it's uh, where I, where it's unattended. Yeah, <laughs> like outside of my Best house. Overall. Yeah, I don't like leaving my guns unattended, <laughs> yeah. especially in in my car in Houston, Texas, a car that's already been broken into like two or three times. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just just the factors for not leaving it just continue to compound as the story goes.
1: Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the for so the uh, the DD nineteen point two rails are thirty five fifty on Aves rails. So that plus your two hundred dollar uh, slide locking block on Aves um, is also thirty five bucks. So uh, you're looking at once you get all your pins, you just buy a Glock pin set on Amazon. Once you get all that together, and your trigger is going to be your next big purchase, so probably fifty bucks on that if you want it to feel any kind of good. Uh, Sixty, maybe even more expensive than that. Um, But yeah, you can build a Glock with that dagger slide for uh, what are we approaching now? Four hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, that neighborhood. A
1: Glock nineteen that feels better than any Glock nineteen Glock makes. Yep, (laughs) because it's a chairman one. (laughs) <laughs> frame instead of, uh, fucking the the bricks that Glock turns out. <laughs> Glock, we don't <laughs> really care what it feels like, frame. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool. The level of accessibility that 3D printing's done, but but also the level of accessibility, just like the that good guns for cheap has done for 3D for uh gun ownership, is something that I celebrate in a in a real way, and um, I'm I'm very very happy about it. Because yeah, I, I, it could be prohibitively expensive, and it's not.
0: It could be, and I think we're we're probably just going to start to see the impact of three D printing on that, like some of the aesthetics, and also that price point coming down. Now that it continues to proliferate, I think we oh, might yeah. have to. We might see bigger manufacturers finally acknowledge that it exists and get serious about figuring out where they can cut costs and also deliver. A better feeling, better looking product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think Canic is, is, is pushing a lot of people in that direction. Can I say Canic in particular, not because I'm a Canic fanboy. I'm not. I own one of their firearms. Um, but looking at like the, looking at the stuff that they turn out at the price point, at the price points that they turned out. Um, they, they, and, and also, I mean, look, the, the MMP uh, 2.0, right? This is a, that's, very similar to it's a it's a subcompact gun, um, designed to be EDC. Uh, I believe it's also optic ready, and I think it's four hundred and fifty bucks sticker. Um, like that the the weird the the subcompact like everyday carry gun space is getting. So full of good shit for cheap <laughs> that it's like, it's kind of ridiculous. I think we live in the best time for, if you want to carry, if you actually want to carry a gun, uh, this is the best time that it, there's ever been to actually yeah. carry a gun. Cause they're making subcompacts and micro compacts that are super, super affordable.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely. A, yeah. Look at your rules there. Oh, I guess I'll go into digression here for a short while. Um, I. I guess it's been almost two months ago, had the displeasure of serving on a grand jury here in South Carolina, and I was surprised to learn that a grand jury is not like a high profile case. A grand jury is who the cops come and present a case to, to determine whether or not it has merit to even go to court.
1: Yes. Generally, this occurs in felony cases, um, but the the grand jury is the the collection of people who determine whether the prosecutor has enough evidence to move forward. Um, And the rules of evidence at a grand jury uh, make defense attorneys very, very angry, because there are none. Um, Things that would not be inadmissible at trial are admissible in a grand jury, and things that defenses and exculpatory evidence... That would be admissible at trial and that the prosecution would be, at least in the state of Texas, the prosecution would be um, compelled to turn over evidence like that uh, because the Michael Morton Act, uh, one of the best laws ever written, Um, as the laws go, which is a low bar, but (laughs) the Michael Morton Act (laughs) is is really good for defendants. Interesting. But the, uh, the, the so the, the the grand jury determines they will hand down an indictment or they will no bill uh, the, the the defendant. And that depends on now. Yeah, there are some methods by which a defense attorney may be able to, to turn in what's called a, a what what Lady Jane actually calls a, 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 a grand jury packet that it's a bunch of information, exculpatory evidence, maybe. But other information that you would give that would be presented to the grand jury as well. But you don't always get to do that
0: we did not hear any such thing we only heard from cops presenting their cases from whatever dates in the yeah the,
1: the state the 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 grand jury is there to listen to the state's evidence not the defense yeah yeah so so that they determine mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to hand down an indictment um whether they determine whether or not there's going to be an indictment and then once there's an indictment then the defendant gets their trial yeah. um but yeah, the uh the pursuit of an indictment by a grand jury is is uh like I said it's it's for felonies. Um I didn't but they yeah, did pe-
0: not make that clear
1: before we went into this.
0: I that would it was... have bitched about a lot more if I'd realized they were all felony cases.
1: Oh yeah. Were they all felony cases?
0: They didn't make clear <coughs> what the <penalty coughs> charge was because uh um like, there, there was one murder, and someone had asked, like, for clarification whether it was a first, second-degree murder, and the guy said, it's just it's just murder. We don't determine that part yet. Um, okay. So I don't, so, I don't so know what the semantics are of any of it. but
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that could be for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm not sure where you are, but it could be that your jurisdiction um, doesn't have degrees of murder if they're running on common law. They, uh, they do.
0: They do. It just wasn't wasn't determined until... uh,
1: Yeah, so what they were doing was they were just waiting to see if the grand jury said, uh, yeah, move forward with this, and then they would pick a a level that they thought they could prove. Gotcha. Okay. Or they would overcharge like assholes and try to force a plea, which is common. That felt typical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So so the reason I bring up this digression at all is like two-thirds or more of the cases that were brought to us the one day, luckily I was only there for one day in my six month service. Um, vast majority of cases were either possession of small amounts of drugs or the expectation that there were drugs in the vehicle leading to the cops finding a gun stored not in the two government approved locations in a vehicle and so the the charge was something related to to improper yeah M- mishandler yeah
1: improper transport mishandling whatever they call it uh in your something jurisdiction like yeah. yeah yeah just yeah very very common charges. yeah very common there's actually there's a similar problem that you run into with felons um this is a this is a, a bit of a bugaboo for me and and also for Lady Jane. But uh, felons should be allowed to own guns. I don't care no. what anyone says. To the contrary, there is no yeah, reason that a person who has supposedly paid their debt to society should not be allowed to own a firearm. Uh, and the reason I say this is not necessarily because I think it's right or just. Um, I believe that those that both of those things are true, but it's not really the core of it. The core of it is that the thing that people get in trouble for all the goddamn time? Felons who are out, uh, even if they've fixed their lives up, it's been 10 years, right? And their lives are together, they got their shit together, they got a family, whatever. Um, felon in possession of a firearm. Yeah. Uh, felon in possession of a firearm is a charge that ruins people's lives, good people's lives, people who have put their lives back together uh, after a felony conviction get their lives torn apart by falling in possession of a firearm. And it doesn't even have to be their gun. Um, if a gun is near a felon, they're going to catch that charge. Um, <clears throat> like if you're like, let's say for example, you're a guy who now you're, 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 you're driving your dad's truck, right. And your dad's in the passenger seat and he keeps a gun in the glove box. Well, you're FIP. Yeah. You're a felon in possession. Um, so you get pulled over. If that gets found, you're, fucked you're fucked yep. the felon in possession is the thing that ruins lives in fact andrew Coffey IV justified self-defense shooting at those cops guess why he went to prison after after that event mm-hmm. felon in possession he obviously was in possession of the gun he used to shoot the cops they didn't <laughs> convict him for that part yeah but of course they got the conviction for felon in possession Fell in possession of a firearm is is one of the most unjust things that that people fall prey to, as it stands now, like where the law's concerned, it's really bad, and there's no there's I can see no logic for it, and in fact, Amy Coney Barrett, when she was on the circuit court, uh, she wrote a dissent, I think, in a case. Where she argued that that needs to be overturned for nonviolent felonies that nonviolent felons need to have their gun rights restored It's a it's actually a really good little piece of writing that she did But that was a case where the guy had been convicted of something like mail fraud (laughs) and Yeah, and his gun rights had been stripped and so she was arguing that Amy Coney Barrett was arguing that he should have his gun rights back Anyway, this is stupid He's not a violent felon he wasn't convicted of a violent felony this is a blue-collar crime or a white-collar crime rather right. why is he why is this why is this even the law um so yeah I, I that's that is something that's like i said that's a bit of a bugaboo for me sorry i went off on the on the tangent no, about it but yeah no worries
0: yeah i mean the the, the point of re- bringing it up was just to to see how petty so many of these officers were like there was there was one story in particular i remember i don't know not going to have specifics, and I don't remember names anyway, but the cop went to pull somebody over for for failing to fucking turn on their turn signal or some bullshit and chased him at 80 miles an hour through town, (coughs) running red lights and all this shit, and finally pulls him over, searches the vehicle, finds a gun in the duffel bag in the back, and they don't charge him with anything but the weapons charge just to have that enhancement and oh. i i was the only person of the 15 of us that had any complaints with a simple pos- like gun possession charge and there was not a person who gave a shit uh about my protest
1: man no of course not cuz you broke the law man yeah you got to respect the law that was
0: it was a real eye opener for me it was like oh yeah it was like uh I told my wife whenever I got home. It's like you hear these stories one after another. It's like I get cut off in traffic. That that's called Tuesday. You cut off a cop in traffic. He's gonna find some way to ruin your fucking life. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. The, the, the the I'm 27 years old, and there are people two and three times my age that just accept this as everyday reality. And I, I don't understand how you don't it even that think about life it. and don't think they, about it
1: yeah yeah, don't even think about it. Well, here's the problem and, and, we, and I talked a little bit about this on 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 T, on the enzymes continue, but but uh, I'll make the point again. Um, they don't think about it because it will never ever affect them. they They see themselves, right as people who will never land in the system. Yeah. they they see themselves as people who are never going to see the inside of a courtroom. So they don't even think about the effect that these things have on other people. Right. Um. And anytime you pull a law out of the context of its breaking, right, the law seems incredibly simple. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, improperly transporting a firearm or or improper handling of a tra- whatever they call it. Um, yeah. And not isn't it so simple? You put it in a holster and you put it in one of these approved places. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to follow this law. But the thing is, it's like, well, what if it is though? Or what if I don't want to? Or what if it's dumb? Yeah, Or what well, it is I mean, in it's range
0: bag in the back. Exactly. Not back in my fucking center console. It's further yeah. from my reach now, and I caught a weapons charge for that.
1: Exactly. Or you put it in a range Or in some states, it has to be. It has to be a trigger lock on it to transport. And it's like, but but you're. It's in a bag in my back seat. I'm obviously. I obviously can't reach it. Nobody can reach it. Why does he need yeah. trigger lock on it? Can I'm it going straight home. Trigger lock is that better? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those, those kinds of things, they all sound very simple, but then you're going to ruin someone's life over it and they don't seem so important. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that people don't really think about is especially these, these kind of, you know, I, I, we, we complained about them, but, but guys like, you know, Matt Walsh or, or, or Jack Posobiec who, who don't, who never see themselves as landing in, inside a courtroom. And so they don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, I, that how was the system works
0: for me when you made that connection because i hadn't i've always i mean I, mostly i haven't thought about what other people think about such things but just in the last few months you know it's kind of just been puzzling to me how people don't have the glass that they live glasses on basically uh, oh yeah um but that that really <clears connected throat> the dots for me because i saw myself in every one of those people because oh, i yeah. sometime Far enough back that the statutes of limitations has expired, have traveled with small amounts of drugs and weapons improperly placed in my vehicle. Yeah. And could have right. just any day that a cop was pissed off, had caught a felony or
1: two. Look, I, I've, I've been arrested. They've, they've, I've been in handcuffs. I've been taken to jail. I know how easy it is to fall into that situation. Um, yeah. It's incredibly easy. My my case was a nothing. It was a dud. There was nothing nothing at all and I was still charged. I was still thrown in a cage. I was I still had to spend hours there. I was still you know uh, Having to uh, it's like I said on the show the other day I was still dealing with that arrest just a few weeks ago about a month and a half ago now I was still dealing with that arrest and it was almost a decade ago now so it's one of those things where The case was dismissed in the interest of justice. There was no evidence. There was nothing going on. There was no, no reason for me to be in a cage, but they put me there anyway. I know how easy it is to fall into it. Um, But the problem is that, uh, and I won't say it's a problem. It's actually fortunate for them. But the, the issue becomes that, that so few people have that experience that they have no frame of reference for it um they 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 have they don't know how easy it is right to to land in a cage they don't um because they never have they never experienced it they never experienced basically a contempt of cop charge um and so that they 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 think it doesn't happen yeah or they think it won't happen to them and they'll just get their day in court
0: yeah, they've but, seen these high-profile cases where the prosecution is like bringing up all the past charges of the guy that's now on trial, and you're like, "That's probably everybody." They've done like seven or eight horrible things that we know of, and they finally got caught yep. for one, so they are they deserve it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way people think about it. Yeah. The only conviction I've got on my record is for uh, is is a moving violation <laughs> when I was uh, in high school. I, I don't I don't even think I've gotten a, a ticket. Since I was in high school um, but those are the only convictions I've got on my record uh, but if I would landed in front of a jury the assumption would have been that I'm some kind of criminal um, and 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 that's what's that's what's disturbing about it and people have these assumptions about well you wouldn't end up in this situation if you weren't doing something wrong and it's like right. that's just not the case it's just not the case yeah that shit's a sigh out yeah oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's something that a lot of people believe. I, in fact, I was I was kind of fascinated. I was watching a poll that, um, uh, Ella was running a poll. People make fun of Ella, whatever, but her polls are fascinating. Um, she had asked a question on there about had you ever been arrested, and something like ninety seven percent of the people responding responded with no. And I'm sitting here thinking like people who follow Ella are degenerates. Like like <laughs> like there's I've, I know because I'm one. there's no way there's no way that more of these people haven't been arrested then i started thinking about i was like you know most people don't get arrested most people break the law all the time and nothing ever happens yeah so it's it's i guess it 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 was surprising the the way that it sort of put that in such stark contrast for me that it's like man nobody has experience with the system nobody does yeah. And, and yet everyone's got opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, that, That's the negative part.
0: <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I yeah, I guess it's just kind of baffling to me. It really yeah. Is. Cause like, I mean, I've, I've been in, I've, I've walked into Walmart with a gun on my hip. That's not mm-hmm. like, I don't have the government. Okay. To carry it. And I, don't think you're supposed to carry it in Walmart anyway, but I just forgot to take it out of my waistband. Mm-hmm. And like, I run across a cop with a bad day that notices my tight pants have a bulge in them. That's off yeah. the side of the cock.
1: <laughs> you're printing a little bit or yeah.
0: Then <laughs> that's a bad day. That's a bad yeah. fucking day. And that, that I would have been just another one of these fucking names that was read off this day in the grand jury that nobody gave a fuck about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy. So easy to, it, and just like that, you're doing nothing wrong. 100%. Nothing wrong at all. Uh, there's, no, there's nothing, uh, I mean, look, it's not like Walmart has a problem with you carrying. You can carry in Walmart in Texas. Right. So it's not like the corporation that is Walmart has a problem with you carrying. So the, 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 the idea that you were doing anything wrong in that moment is insane. And yet... You could have it very, very easily could have gone tits up. Yeah. It it happens so fast. <laughs> the it happens God. so fast to people. <sighs> Gross. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks, man.
0: <sighs> I guess a uh, kind of a j adjacent topic here. Um something that I had in the notes. Uh if you're making a pitch to some 2A thumping conservative FUD law-abiding gun owner, end quotes, why are these generally anonymous developers of parts files more important for the proliferation of the right to keep and bear arms than the NRA?
1: Oh, because uh, the NRA does not give a single shit about the right to keep and bear arms. The NRA, this is the thing with the NRA, man. Uh, and and a lot of people kind of in the space that we run in understand this, but many people outside of it don't, the NRA represents gun manufacturers, the gun companies, the NRA does not represent the gun owner. Um, the first time I
0: heard that I couldn't believe it because my dad had been a lifetime member of the NRA for as long as
1: I can remember because many people are standing up for him. I've had family who are lifetime members of the NRA because they believe the grift. Um, but it is a grift. The NRA does not give a shit about your right to bear arms. The NRA will side with the government whenever it is most convenient for the gun manufacturers for that that to be the case. Oh, kitty. Um, (laughs) uh, I mean, the great example is the bump stock ban. When the bump stock ban was coming down, the NRA was all for it. They loved it. The NRA loved the bump stock ban. And as soon as the Fifth Circuit, as as some very courageous judges in the Fifth Circuit, decided that they were going to decide that, that, that this was, in fact, unconstitutional. Now there's a circuit split by the way. The bump stock ban has not been overturned. There's a circuit split.
0: Um so all you that found your bump stocks that didn't exist for the last couple of years, hide them
1: again. Put them now. back. Put <laughs> them back. Have another boating accident. It's not overturned. Um the Supreme Court's going to have to take it up. There is a there's a circuit split on it, I believe. Uh, don't don't quote me on anything I say ever. Um but the uh the, just like that. The NRA was all for it. And then once the Fifth Circuit was like, no, this is wrong, the NRA was like, ha ha, look at us, we won at the Fifth Circuit. It's like, you weren't involved. <laughs> you weren't involved, assholes.
0: Um,
1: so the NRA doesn't care about the right to bear arms. Um, and, and more importantly, I think, the NRA, especially, I believe, personally, if you were to speak to somebody at the NRA who actually believes in the NRA's interests, I'm talking about, you know, suit and tie wearing motherfuckers at the NRA with something to say about it. If you were to listen to what they have to say about the 3D printed firearm community, I bet they hate it. Yeah, I bet they hate it. There's nothing worse, nothing worse for the image of firearms politically than the reality that it's impossible to stop them.
0: Yeah, and a bunch of a bunch of Weibo PFPs are making yep, cute yep. ones. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. the 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 the, the NRA uh, I'm sure hates the 3D printing gun community. But what I would say, what I would tell that fud, what I would tell that fud, is look, I love the fact that his wife has a holster purse from the NRA, and I love the fact that. He got a nice, nice leather inside the waistband holder, holster for his 1911. I'm so happy for him. The NRA does not care about any of that. The 3D printed gun guys do. And more importantly, the 3D printed gun guys care about that for everyone. Yeah. The, the, the NRA does not does not at all. The, would, the, uh, the 3D printed
0: gun guys would tell you not to have a leather holster
1: they would tell you not to have a leather holster and they would probably tell you not to have a holster in your purse either because <laughs> <laughs> if someone takes your purse now they've got their gu- now they've got your gun yes. and a purse is a thing people love stealing so why would you put your gun in a thing that that's a target for theft anyway um <laughs> anyway um yeah the, uh, the so so they also do more to proliferate gun ownership than the NRA um, because it's so much easier to own a gun when you can just make it. And one one of the things these fuds love doing is like, well, anybody can make one. You just need a, you just need a ten thousand dollars worth of metalworking tools. <laughs> okay, well, how about a two hundred dollar printer, and we call it even. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> these these guys, they they want you to buy a fucking. They want to make a. They want to act like it's it's a, a dunk, that. Oh uh, well, anyone's always been able to make these things. You just need a a, a minimum, I think, seven thousand dollar now. Uh, uh, giant CNC router, and anyone can do it. Well, yeah, yeah okay. I mean, any any er can do this. <laughs> <Anyone>. So. <laughs> <laughs> there are more I there are more firearms in the world in more people's hands as a result of the 3d printing gun community than as a result of the nra and yeah, that's why because they actually have done the work and there's more people there there are more people with the ability um because it's so dead simple and there are more people with the means because it's so cheap uh to own a firearm now because of what the 3d printing gun community's done than anything the NRA's ever done yeah. They've never they've never ever ever worked as hard as the 3D printing gun community to make guns accessible and cheap and ownable, actually ownable. NRA loves licensure. Like they love all of that of shit. They love regulation. Yeah. They love all it. All Corporate lobbies too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. My my dad was surprisingly, he's he's the old boomer con that I'm talking about here. Oh yeah. <laughs> was was surprisingly uh interested in uh oh shit i think we're still here um surprisingly interested in the stuff that i had printed um oh yeah came to visit uh and he is the the big trump nra guy
1: oh yeah kind <laughs> he, of kind of a he, fud thing yeah,
0: yeah. He, he, he he was he was uh all about his guns and also right behind trump on the bump stock ban Jesus and wanted wanted to hear no part of Trump outlawing more guns than on Barack Obama.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. More <laughs> regulations in in the Trump uh, era than in the Obama era. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it, it's one of those things that just like that. And some of those regulations, I, I don't know what's going to happen. For example, I don't know what's going to. Ha- There's a lot of guys who are i'm gonna come off like an asshole but I, and i don't mean to be i don't mean to be but i think there's a lot of people who are a little too excited for what could happen as a result of um epa v. west virginia and are you hearing that notification by the way when it comes in
0: i heard like a like a lip smacky sound i yeah. feel like
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, that oh. was my phone. Um, my bad. Um, it's okay. So the 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 they're a little too excited about like the results of EPA v. West Virginia. I think it's West Virginia, and um and Bruin and what that could mean for the ATF. There are people who are who are way too excited about what Bruin could mean for the NFA. Um, there are people who think that Bruin means the NFA is going to get overturned. I don't think the Supreme court's going to overturn the NFA. And I don't think that the Supreme court's going to take away the ATF's rulemaking power. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it would be so controversial and it would be politically so divisive that I think it would basically be daring. The next democratic majority legislature to pack the court mm, Okay, if they were to overturn the NFA and if they were to take away the ATF's rulemaking power Either one of those I think would be so politically damaging to the left that they would basically say okay Never mind. We're taking over the Supreme Court now um, Interesting and just do it so it's one of those things that I think people are are are, are a little too excited about yeah. Bruin frankly because Bruins also look I mean from a let's be let's be real if I'm a lawyer and I'm working on a Bruin case That's an unworkable test (laughs) Yeah, The Bruin the Bruin standard the idea of of the history and tradition standard While I think ideally like it would it should be totally workable It's one of those things that there are so many laws at so many times in so many places. Yeah, it's just it turns almost a into
0: objective.
1: a, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an unworkable test. The easier test would be, um, is this a re- is this a regulation on guns? Okay, then it doesn't get to happen. Like that would be an right. easier test, but they're not going to do that. Is it infringing? So yes, okay, no. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. But, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of it, too, though, goes back to Heller. I think a lot of it goes back to Scalia. I don't like Heller as a decision. Um, Heller, if you read Heller, like, gun guys like Heller, but Heller's so wishy-washy. This is what ended up happening after Heller. So, Kennedy, I, I believe it was Kennedy. I could be wrong. In, in, in a Heller descent if I'm not mistaken, it was somebody in a Heller dissent. It might have been, um, shit. Might have been Breyer. But, uh, in any case, the Heller, there was a Heller dissent that basically posited that we should have a balancing test about, you know, how how much is the right affected versus how, you know, what's the interest of the state in making sure that this gun uh, either isn't in this place or isn't with this person or not this type of gun, whatever it is. That we should have a balancing test and the Heller opinion basically said no, we're not we're not doing any balancing tests well because Heller was so poorly written the circuits ended up inventing a balancing test <laughs> And you had a balancing test at the circuits until Bruin basically Okay, and 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 it was a, it was a shitty balancing test really hard to figure out it was slightly different in each circuit only slightly but but still um, and, and, and that's because Heller's not good. <laughs> I know people love Heller and to say that Heller is a bad opinion because Heller establishes the individual right to bear arms. Sure. Fine. But they could have just written that <laughs> Scalia could have just sat down and said, no, there's an individual right to bear arms. You don't get to regulate anything that can be called arms opinion over.
0: Yeah. He was too, he could have done
1: that. Right. He could have done that, but instead he decided to set all these standards, and about, oh, unusually dangerous, and all this other shit. Like weapons in common use. Lawyers love making up new ease, but the problem is, it confuses the issue. For sure. So, I don't like Heller. As much as people love Heller, I don't like Heller. I think Heller didn't go far enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, it, and it forced the circuits to make up a test.
0: that's one of the reasons they had
1: to take bruin yeah that's one of the reasons they had to take bruin is because the circuits were basically running on an ad hoc second amendment analysis that didn't come from scotus case law
0: right which (laughs) would would be a lot more beneficial to the gun owner than whatever circuit your case ends up in
1: yeah exactly so they, they went ahead and took Bruin and they decided to make it history and tradition but the problem with that is that's kind of, that turns into a game of he, sh- of he said, she said. Because just like that, you can point to some law from 1860 about, oh, uh, well, no, well, we were disarming people in 1860 when the 14th Amendment was passed. Well, who were you disarming? Uh, Friedman. But that doesn't matter, because we were doing it, and it's in the history, so there. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's not a good, it's not a good standard. <laughs> no. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Gross. But just like that, I, I, I'm sorry I got it off on tangent. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I, I enjoyed it, it just bugs me. It just bugs me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I guess uh, to kind of finish up here, um, has there been anything off the wall, anything particularly cool or interesting that you've printed or even, uh, I guess, especially printed and put to use? Uh, gun related. I guess not necessarily, but I'd be I'd be interested in any any funky stuff in that regard as well.
1: Look, uh gun related stuff. I've I've mostly just printed frames, right, and and lowers. Yeah. So I'm, I I haven't really done anything. I'm not I'm not printing dollhouse chairs.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've printed uh, a lot of board game shit because many board games have just dog shit storage, and oh, yeah. nerds make great storage for these board games that fit. Oh, they really boxes. do boxes.
1: They really do um, but I've printed I, I'm actually some of the stuff that I've printed that I'm that I'm most Sort of to me the gun printing thing is so normal that when I print something that like 3d printing is kind of Supposed to be good for as far as like home 3D printing goes like I printed the 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 key ring uh, Holder that hangs in the house. I printed oh, a uh, I printed a uh, Paper towel holder for the mm-hmm. kitchen because the, the apartment didn't come with one um <laughs> I've, I've like I've, I've printed stuff like for around the house that's the stuff I end up being more impressed with
0: Because yeah, to because me the gun thing.
1: It. Yeah, well well, the gun thing is so um, Normal to me like to me. I'm I'm backward of and, and I think a lot of us in this sort of community are I'm backward of where a lot of the people who 3d print things mm-hmm. are on what 3d printing is because to me, 3D printing is a method by which one makes guns. <laughs> and then I can also accidentally use it to print useful things around the house. I think for most yeah. people, it's the reverse. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for most people in the 3D printing community, it's like, no, 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 3D printing is how I print knickknacks and stuff for around the house. And yeah. then, oh my God, it can also print guns. Um, for me, total Every opposite. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For me, it's the total opposite. It's for printing guns and then it can also do other stuff. So yeah. I end up being most impressed by or proud of, like I, I printed a, uh, I designed and printed a box for my network attached storage system because what I use for network attached storage is a Raspberry Pi and two USB, four terabyte USB hard drive disks. Okay. Um, and that's my network attached storage, the the Discern RAID 0. And I've got so it's it, I've got fully redundant storage between two four terabyte disks on a Raspberry Pi that's just plugged into my router and it's on the network and you can access from any computer on the network. Um, so I printed, I, I designed a box to hold all the all the components and stuff, and um, I printed that out, and it turns out I didn't um I didn't leave enough room. I, I underestimated how precise printing is. and so all of the components like all the holes for the components and stuff are too tight because they printed perfect (laughs) you're not cutting it with a saw (laughs) right well I expected I expected some some shrinkage for the dimensions because so I just put in the exact dimensions and I was like, and then it'll shrink up a little bit and the, it'll be just a little bit loose. Just It'll be just right, basically. No, it turns out printing perfect is a thing that 3D printing <laughs> can do on a $200 printer with, with relatively cheap filament. You can print perfect dimensions. So yeah. I need to redesign the thing. But but it's stuff like that that I find most impressive with the 3D printing. Yeah. Um, the guns are just kind of a matter of course, really. <laughs> like That's awesome, that's and awesome. it's sort of the, reserve, the reverse, I think, of what most people would see. I think most people would be like, yeah, yeah, you printed a NAS box, but but you can print guns with it? I'm just like, oh, no, yeah, no, printing guns is like totally normal. I'm <laughs> shocked I got the NAS box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm shocked I got the NAS box out of it, though. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm trying to think of some, uh, some weird ones that we did. We did. We got uh, little dispensers for AA and AAA batteries. Oh yeah, just so they're all in one place rather than like 10 in this package and 20 in that package or whatever the fuck.
1: Oh yeah, man. And then they, they what ends up happening? The reason, that was one of the first things I think that was that I saw when I first got a printer and went to Thingiverse, it's like a, like a million different versions of battery dispensers. And it's because everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody has the same goddamn problem with batteries, which is they clutter up your junk drawer or they clutter up your counters. And it's impossible to find one when you need one. So yep. everybody Even had the same everywhere. idea. <laughs> right, exactly. So everybody had the same idea. And it's like battery dispensers. That's one of the first things that people need to be printing. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's so handy.
1: It really is.
0: That and uh I mean it's basically solving a very similar problem. It's just uh it's like a little desktop thing that you can put all your thumb drives and micro SD and regular SD cards in as well.
1: Yeah, yep, I, I printed always a... have
0: them everywhere.
1: Mhm. I printed one of those SD card holders that has a that has a slots for the micros and for the full size and then there's like a, a lid that screws on. It's really cool. Oh, nice. Um yeah. yeah, that stuff like that that stuff is incredibly it's it's weird how useful shit is. I printed um before I I bought one uh and I bought one because I had gotten another set of headphones and needed two headphone hangers instead of one. Um Ooh. I had printed my, an underdesk, Yeah, exactly. I'd printed an underdesk headphone hanger with like a screw. You actually like, it's like a C clamp.
0: Mm, okay. Um,
1: and you, and like, I, I printed out an ABS and it, it works perfectly. Um,
0: nice. I haven't fucked with ABS at all. Well, I did. I did one time and it adhered to my, uh, the flexi bed, like the magnetic bed cover stuck to it so bad that I had to throw that one away.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. With ABS, <laughs> with ABS, I I print on glass, so okay. I've never had I've never had a print stick that badly. Um, I and it's also one of those things. Actually, I my my issues are on the other side. I have problems with adhesion. I need to do more to make things adhere more. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons I got. Oh, oh, one of the things you could do if you have a problem with ABS adhering too much to that magnetic bed, mm. if you get a glass bed. And put some tape on it. Some of the, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a specific kind of tape. It's uh high temperature tape. It's designed for print adhesion. Um, okay. uh, I, I got mine at Micro Center. But if you put it on on the on the glass bed, it uh, you could if you have adhesion that's real, real bad and you just can't get the part off, you could just peel up the tape.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Off the bed. Yeah, I need a glass bed too. I, I I ended up with um. I think some of it's the wrong diameter as well, um, but for for just like three or four weeks straight, a couple years ago, for some reason, the Amazon return store near us, um, like one of those bin stores that popped up everywhere, had uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it, I think it was Polymaker, um, PLA and ABS, just five bucks or five bucks a spool oh nice. for, a, for a few weeks straight so we bought everything we could get our hands on um so i've got like a dozen spools of abs that i don't know what the fuck to do with because the one time i tried it i ended up costing me money so
1: yeah I haven't got back um i i would i would go to a glass bed and get some of that um oh shit I, I forget what they call that tape but it's 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 like a square patch of tape and it's designed specifically for print beds nice. um But it's 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 great shit, man. It's really good stuff. It solved a lot of my adhesion problems. Um, so that that's that stuff's really good. Another thing, do you print on an Ender three? Yeah, I got the Pro. This is the thing about the Ender three, dude. The Ender three can kind of become a money pit because the upgrade path on the Ender three is so cool that you can end up spending a lot of money
0: upgrading Ender three. I was hoping you weren't going somewhere negative with that. I've I've already upgraded the board and the uh to the the screen to a touchscreen.
1: Yeah. Um. One of the things that I did, I I went direct drive extrusion on mine. Um, okay. And and so to support the direct drive system, I also got a dual Z kit. So I've got I've got dual Z dual Z axis screws and direct drive extruder and an all metal hot end. I was prepping actually to print TPU. Oh, yeah, I got the all
0: metal hot end as well. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I was, was prepping I to print it. TPU when I went direct drive and stuff like that. Um and all I need to do now is flash the board and I'll be able to print like TPU and nylon. But that was the But that's like I, I, like it can really the Ender 3 is sort of look. I, mm, I have a hard time telling tinkerers to buy the ender three if i know they're going to spend too much money on it (laughs) because Because you live in the upgrade options (laughs) exactly like you might as well just buy something that already comes with the dual z and already comes with the like already comes with all the stuff that you're going to want to do to the ender three because it's too much fun to do it to the ender three it's too much fun to to get all these upgrade kits for the ender three it's i've i've had a blast upgrading the shit out of my ender 3 it is so much fun yeah
0: yeah. buy an ak so you don't spend four thousand dollars customizing your ar
1: please yes yeah it kind of (laughs) yeah it's very much like that it's awesome but the ender 3 i love the the upgrade path on it's great it can print anything if you upgrade it right um it's it's really 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 good people print people just like that people print nylon frames on the ender 3 and it's like it, it, it's it's like wow, it's not designed for that at all. You have to flash the board. You have to go direct drive. Um, if you're going direct drive, you probably should go dual Z. Uh, so you, what's
0: what's the distinction with direct drive and dual Z?
1: Okay, so direct drive, board? the direct drive extrusion gets rid of the Bowden tube, and it okay. moves the extruder right above the hot end. So it's pushing filament from the extruder directly into the heat sink on the Gosh, hot end yeah. and directly okay. out the other end. Okay. Um, yeah, it gets rid of the Bowden tube. And and the reason you, that you have to do that is because at certain temperatures, the Bowden tube will um, melt. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes a problem. <laughs> and and for printing TPU, um, TPU is very grabby. And trying to pin, print TPU through a Bowden tube will cause malfunctions. Um okay. So you, you have to go direct drive for that um, gotcha. And so I knew I was gonna need it and so I just did it but what it comes with basically you're replacing the backplate that the um extru- That the hot end sits on yeah with a very tall backplate that you then mount the extruder to and you run your filament directly to that okay. um, so it so it runs in a straight line right out of the extruder into the uh, hot end mm-hmm. and then the other thing yeah. too the, the reason that I went dual Z when I did that is because I had read several people who had gone direct drive on the ender 3 had um, layer problems because it messed with their Z axis because it's okay. so much it's more weight. heavy yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: so you need the second screw for that so okay. you
1: need the second screw to keep that, that 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 Z gantry that goes across there that's totally un, unpowered on one side yeah it, it, it you need a second screw going through the other the, the back side of that, which means you also have to remove your power supply yeah. and put it down like next to the printer <laughs> oh, um, man. okay because the the screw goes right there where the power supply mounts on the Ender three if you if you remember where the power supply mounts right behind the uh, behind right behind me. the like frame that, uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's where that screws going to go so you have to move um, the power supply. So there are people who will print out like a power supply holder that, that goes to the side of it that you put the power supply in. Yeah, I, I print it out.
0: You can put their, put their uh, screen on that as well. Yep, just have exactly. pieces separated so you can have your… Uh,
1: enclosure and really you can operate it. You can
0: yep. still operate it from outside, exactly.
1: Yep. I moved my power supply outside of my enclosure because it made me nervous having it in my enclosure. <laughs> so yeah. It I, just sits I, right outside my enclosure.
0: I've had my enclosure printed and assembled but have not yet gotten the plexiglass for it and that's been the state that it's sat in for Mm -hmm. almost two years now yeah (laughs) i just haven't ordered the fucking plexiglass
1: um and then i also one of the things i did too is i was having um i was having layer uh i was having curling problems when i would print abs because you print abs so hot
0: yeah it's like scary hot
1: and I was having I was having uh I would if I had a, a narrow um chunk of a print that was also an overhang, it would curl up and ruin the whole print.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh
1: as it as it cooled. And so I was having um basically what I was having was I was having cooling issues. Yeah. Uh because what should happen is you should cool the walls fast enough that they don't curl up and then It Won't curl up. That's right. (laughs) So ultimately that's a cooling problem, and I had adjusted cooling stuff and also then done several test prints Um, What I ended up doing was I ended up printing out a pets fang um, and just I I ended up going into okay, so there was a there was a pets fang that I had pulled down That that was gonna fit and I knew it was gonna fit but I had to redo the mount because of the direct drive kit that I had used it wasn't compatible so I had to to basically build a mount in um I think I used 3D builder for it Microsoft 3D builder by the way if you want to put together something it's not as it's not as in depth as regular as CAD but Microsoft 3D builder is really good to get started on making your own shit
0: okay
1: um it's a free program uh and it is it is if you if you need to basically if you need to make boxes or flat things it's (laughs) great nice it is great um i recommend that if you're interested in getting into into printing your own shit uh 3d builder is excellent for that it's not like i said it's not as you know it's not uh what is what do people use now uh uh
0: just free cad
1: yeah, FreeCAD or any of the uh, other yeah, CAD no. stuff, it's not as good as any of that, okay. and you can't use it the same way. But I have I've used like three D modeling software and stuff before, and three D Builder was very familiar to me because I've done that. Like yeah, I've I'm used three Ds Maya, I've used like those kinds of things, and so three D Builder was really really easy for me to sort of get a, get the get a hold of. That's what I printed the NAS box with was i just i made it in 3d builder and then sent it to i saved it sent it sent it to cura sliced it printed it it's perfect um yeah it's great uh so if you're if you're interested in getting into that microsoft 3d builders start start there if you're interested in like doing that and then if you like that move on to cad software and actually learn how to do it properly um, <laughs> because 3D Builder is, is anything but proper, as far as all <laughs> yeah. that stuff goes. It's it's very good dumbed enough. down. Yeah. But anyway, so so I, I pretty much I designed a mount for it that I knew was gonna fit the backplate that my hot end was on, because all that had been changed. So I just built a mount in 3D Builder, and then printed out the pet's fang, mounted it up, and it works perfectly. Um, okay. and I have really, really good... That, that's one of the great things about Look, if with a more expensive printer, you probably wouldn't need to do that. But with the Ender 3, everything's just so so dead fucking simple that it's like, mm-hmm. if you need to print a part for it, you can just print a part for it. Yep. Or if you need to print a new cooling duct solution, which is what the Pets Fang is. That's, okay. yeah, there you go. You can just do it.
0: Yep. You want dust covers for your fans? Done. Front drawer? Done. done. Back yeah. cover for your LCD screens so you don't get all dusty up in your wires? Done.
1: And it's such a known quantity. The Ender Mm -hmm. three is such a known quantity that there's so much shit for it, um, much of which is totally unnecessary. It's true, absolutely. But
0: uh, do you you want a little Yoda to sit on your extruder?
1: Exactly. uh, Here and (laughs) spit around. around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the page of (laughs) Thinkiverse.
1: So I stole one of those, and I took a, uh, I took a, I stole one of those just for the base because what uh-huh. i what I took was I believe it was on um I can't remember where I went for it, but I pulled down a uh like a uh, like a naked chick sitting <laughs> and I put it on the i took the Yoda and just chopped the top off of it, yeah, and I put her on the base, and I had one of those for a while <laughs> spinning on my extruder, and then I went direct drive, and I couldn't do that anymore uh-huh. but uh, yeah but yeah, I had one of those for a while.
0: <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Oh man, I think that's probably a good a place to, as good a place to leave it as any. now um, yeah, we're
1: going going for like two hours. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Um. Uh, before we wrap up, wanted to let everybody know who will be listening to this podcast for you when it drops on Friday. This Sunday, we're gonna do another WTF forum. Uh, it's something that Mike from Easy Peasy has started. Just a time to get together a bunch of us and discuss shit that makes us go what the fuck um so if you're interested in joining that it'll be on the same stream here and his twitch channel should be as youtube as well dean you're welcome to join us if you are available sunday at eight o'clock eastern no pressure at all it's just a time for anybody that wants to to come by and discuss some shit that makes their blood boil
1: Oh, that's exactly when we record TETCs on Sunday. So.
0: <laughs> Perfect timing. No worries. No worries. Um, tell the people where they can find you and your nondescript user friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can be found at, uh, at, uh, pacing Joska on Twitter. J O U S K A. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. The show, uh, that I do with ACE, uh, our show is uh, is The End Times Continue. You can find that at TETC.show um, or wherever podcasts are distributed. Hell yeah.
0: I've wondered since the first time I heard the name of your Twitter account, and now I have you here so I can ask you, what the fuck does it mean? <laughs> okay, Facing
1: Joska? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a there's a book, and I actually have a couple of... Uh, I may or may not have a couple of Twitter accounts, twitter accounts with words based on this book but there's a book um i believe it's called i want to be right here because it's a very cool book uh the dictionary of obscure sorrows and what it is is it is a it's a it's a book of just like strange words for things that that people do or feel uh like for example there's a there's a word in there that's w-y-t-a-i and um it means the like the the feeling of the absurdity of the world okay (laughs) like when you when you all these things that we
0: don't need one word for
1: exactly exactly (laughs) um and joska is one of the words that's in the dictionary of obscure sorrows and it means a hypothetical conversation that you compulsively play out in your head (laughs) and so (laughs) and so i have a tendency This is a, this is, this is, it's literally just, my name is literally just a verb for something I do. I tend to pace around my house and have hypothetical conversations about topics. (laughs) Like if I, I I, if I'm having a hypothetical argument or maybe there's a a legal thing that I'm, that I'm trying to think through or whatever, I will do it in the form of a hypothetical argument with myself and just pace around my house, doing that, thinking through things in that way and um it's i i find it it's a it's it's how i think about stuff you know what i mean is yeah. is just by having an argument with myself about it and trying to beat it and and mm-hmm. you know whatever so yeah that's what pacing joska means it's it means i pace around my house and joska uh, and do hey. joska uh, <laughs> that's cool i'm glad i asked yeah it's Thank it was a uh, well it's one of those things that like it's very few people like, the website for the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows looks like it came out of, like, maybe, maybe 2005? Okay. Maybe. Like, it's got a leather background that's all it's <laughs> terribly... <clears throat> the background image on this website, dude. <clears throat> uh, it's it's Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows.com. The background image on this website is so pixelated. It is like the lowest quality JPEG I've ever seen used as the background for a website. It is awful. And the, like the website itself doesn't load right. It's just strange, but it has all these little words in there that are, that are sort of obscure and and neat. But yeah, that's what, that's what Joska means. pacing Joska means walking around the house. I'm walking around the house and I'm having a conversation with myself.
0: That's awesome. I didn't realize I needed a word for it. I'm glad that it exists.
1: <laughs> it's there's all kinds of stuff like that in that book. It's um, cool. It it's it's really interesting. But the yeah, but it's like y tie is another one of my favorites. It sticks with me. It's the just feeling the feeling that you have that the world is absurd, like of the absurdity of the world.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I remember someone in in college who was learning Japanese mentioning like some japanese word and it means like this paragraph it's like we don't have any words in english that do that and it's like well apparently we do motherfucker it's just we we (laughs) talk to retards all day that don't know them
1: this takes a very long time (laughs) yeah well it's kind of like uh there's the like the reason that People talk about germany like like german has all these words for things that nobody talks about stuff like that um Mm. or or all these words for things that nobody else that's because in german you can just smash words together and it becomes its own word yes it does so like so the yeah no germans don't necessarily have a word for every little thing they can just take the different words that even we would say to describe that thing and smash it together in a one word. And it yeah. becomes a word.
0: <laughs> yes. Even if it won't fit on a billboard anymore, it's still one word. Exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. what, that's where Joska comes from.
0: Man, I'm glad that I asked. I really am. Um, this has been a lot of fun, Dean. And I appreciate you stopping by to enliven me.
1: Absolutely, man. It's been so much fun.
0: Awesome. I will drop it there for now and slap intros and outros on it another time. And I will send you a link on Twitter once it is posted.
1: All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.
0: Thank you. And good luck on the bar.
1: Thank you you so much, man. Fuck yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Peace. Have a great night, man. You too.